With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nurse Podcast. I am happily joined by some Overdrive colleagues who you will no doubt recognize to talk about all things Sarah J. Moss. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, and because I didn't say, we have Andrea, I can't speak English, we have Andrea and Maria on today's episode. They are fellow um, Sarah J. Moss fans. I don't know if the fandom has like a name. Mastics. I don't know I feel like there is but there has to be right I feel like it's too big of a fandom to not but I don't yeah we're we don't know what it is but um we've got several fans of Sarah J Moss and all of her series at Overdrive and Maria and Andrea and I talk about this in our normal life. So we thought we would bring it onto the podcast to talk about all things. Now, this hopefully goes without saying, but if you haven't read any of her series, this episode will contain spoilers. So yeah. if you don't want to have crazy plot twists revealed, you want to keep everything a mystery turn this episode off immediately until you've read all of the series by Sarah J. Moss that includes Throne of Glass, Crescent City, and A Court of Thorns and Roses so that we've left no stone unturned and no one can be upset. We will be talking about spoilers. <laughs> and that's the only alert you're going to get. <laughs> yes. And we're, we're not going to go over it again. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say though that um, no one shame me. I have not read Throne of Glass but I am, I accept spoilers because yeah. I'm still going to read it. I just haven't read it. Part of That's your fair. agreeing to this episode, <laughs> yes. there will be some things uh, that we discuss, but I, I, yeah, that all that said, um, I'm going to start with asking you both. What was your first Sarah J Moss book that you ever read? So my first book was Throne of Glass. I started it in, I read it till, I didn't read it till 2015. So at that point, Air of Fire had already been published. So we were up to Air of Fire, but I did, I started at the beginning and ever since Queen of Shadows, I've been reading them as they were published. Nice. Um, so my first one was Court of Thorns and Roses. And I actually it had been on my TBR for like a really long time, but I didn't start reading it. It was the first book I read once the pandemic started. And then I was just like, well, now I know what I'm spending all my time doing. Um, and then, yeah, I, I immediately got sucked in. But that's so I'm a very recent devotee. And so, yeah, adding on to that, Maria is actually the one that told me to read <laughs> A Court yeah. of Thorns and Roses. So. I actually had not ever read a Sarah J. Moss book until, drum roll please, February of 2021. Oh, wow. I've only so you, like binged them. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So Andrea is the OG fan of the yep. group. Um, I read the whole A Court of Thorns and Roses series first. So A Court of Thorns and Roses was also my first one. And then I read it again. Like I read it back to back um, twice because I'm super cool. And conveniently, A Court of Silver Flames had just come out. So I got to read like all five of those in a row um, and then moved on to the rest of her stuff uh, in pretty rapid succession. So I have I did read all of her books in the span of last year. <laughs> well, if it helps, I did re reread the entire Throne of Glass series and A Court of Miss and Fury series also during the pandemic. 
Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I needed those like comfort books yeah, of like yeah. what I knew it was going to happen. And those were the ones that I went to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did also reread, even since 2020, Court of Thorns and Roses prior to uh, Flames coming out. So I was like, might as well. It's been almost a year. I've forgotten everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I clearly I mean, these characters for a long time. There's so much detail, though. I do think it is yeah. easy to quickly forget everything. That's yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot. So, similarly, what is your favorite Sarah J. Moss book? If you only had to pick one, and why? I have like one for Throat of Glass and one for Court of Thrones and Roses, but I don't know if I can pick between them. We'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow two. Okay. So A Court of Mist and Fury is my favorite A Court of Thrones and, Rose, Thorns and Roses book, which I feel like I am in the majority of. There's that many people who mm-hmm. that's not their favorite. Um, I think it's because that's just turned everything on its head and everything that you found out in Thorns, of, Thorns and Roses is like negated. Like it's all yeah. just like, whoop. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite throne of glass is like empire of storms, because yeah. that for me, is when all the storylines start converging and they're all like meeting up and getting together and hanging or terrace and like having them like interact and just like, Oh, they're all together now. And that just brings me joy. That's such I a love- good one. Um, I would agree. A court of mist and fury is definitely my favorite. I think also like, in addition to turning everything on its head and you're almost like, wait, I just read a whole book and like thought that this, this was what was going to happen. And this guy was cool. And now, you know, like, I don't know, that, right. that was really, really interesting. And I think also just like the way that she wrote with Farrah dealing with all of her stuff was really well done, at mm-hmm. least to me. So just seeing her like character development and the relationship between her and Reese, obviously, um, yeah, I just, I thought it was great, great book for all, all that character development. So I will agree. I will agree as well. Like A Court of Mist and Fury is the best one. I think of that series for all the reasons you both said, I thought she did such a good job. Like, cause in the beginning you love Tamlin. You're yes. like, yes, this man, Tamlin, hunky, all the way. like, oh, all the way. I hope they get together. And like, you're so content at the end of the first book because you're like that was excellent like everything they overcame whatever and then it's like very subtle the shift mm-hmm. where then over time you're like oh he's the worst like how could we yeah. ever and I just I think it's really hard to do that well like you can't have it be too sudden of like this yep. man who is betrothed right. so in love with JK we hate him um so that book really did a lot I think to to just show like the shades of people and, and have you change your mind in a way that didn't feel super radical. It was like, Oh, things are just clicking into place now. Right. Yeah. Um, but my favorite book is actually, um, house of earth and blood, which I feel like is kind of a weird one for that to be my favorite, um, of all of these books, but I don't know what it was about that book. Maybe it was like the state of mind I was in when I read it both times, but like the relationship that Bryce and Danica have in the first book, like their friendship, I just cried. Like I just cried. It was so good. Um, I will say that was, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that's the only book where I like legit, like cried. Yeah. I, I cried when I reread it too a couple of times. Yeah. My husband's like, didn't you already read this book? I'm like, yes, shut up and leave me alone. (laughs) So, but um, yeah, I just like the relationships in that book. Um, the like trauma she overcomes. I don't know. It was just, uh, it was one of my favorite reads, um, and continues to be one of my favorite reads as I reread all these books, like 10,000 times. Um, I will say like house of sky and breath gets a shout out for being the most like jaw dropping ending of her books. Yeah. I think where I just like silent screamed and like pantomimed, like what do I do like what I like scream texted Emma (laughs) it was like kind of late at night and it was just like all caps like wait I just finished I was like freaking out I actually really really liked House of Sky and Breath it's probably my second favorite book because I just felt like there was 
there was so much going on with so many people. Um, and I like, I like seeing, I love seeing a side character get like their own thing, mm-hmm. right? Like Ethan, you know, like I just, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love everything she's doing with the Crescent City series. <laughs> And there have been hints over the books where you've seen pieces of things from other Mm -hmm. um, worlds. And so the fact that she is actually tying everything together between all of her series, I think is huge that this was actually like the first proper crossover interaction moment that like, of course, everything, everyone's going wild because she's like actually put together all three of the pieces and we're set up for whatever's coming in Crescent City 3 to be absolutely wild. Yeah. I watched an interview with her where she said that she's been planning that for a while. And like, she's like, it's a secret that I've kept for so long that I'm still afraid to like talk about it. And she's like, you know, there's the eight point eight pointed star in Silver Flames that Bryce now has on her chest. Mm -hmm. There's Asriel's dagger, which goes with Bryce's sword. Mm -hmm. Um, And it goes beyond that, you know, kingdom of ash where Aelin falls through um Prithian Prithian thank you yeah and Reese slows her down so like we had that little moment but she's like yeah they're all like if you go back and you can she's like I'll reveal more in book three she's like and you'll see all the connections and I'm like Mm -hmm. so that's coming to me tomorrow right like you're (laughs) yeah you're like so when is that (laughs) I know you're on maternity leave but if you could just get me that book that would be great and yeah that it and I think it's really, really cool that, uh, so we can touch on some theories quick since we are um, talking about that. And then I'm going to circle back to some questions I have for you both. But okay. one of the theories I think uh, that came to light after Crescent City 2 was that the werewolves like in Crescent City or the wolves are descendants of the Fae from Terrasen, from mm-hmm. like that whole realm with Aelin. And that obviously there's some type of relation between Rune and Reese. And so that all of these like sort of people that have ended up in Crescent City hail from the world of these other books that we already know and love. And I think that that I'm so excited to see how all of that comes together. And she sets it up really well. I mean, like she sets it up really well with the events of, uh, Crescent City 2. I don't know why I always call it Crescent City 2. I don't know. Breath, but I just do. CC2. They're always a mouthful of titles. Like yeah, That's <laughs> very true. So I feel like CC2 is way better. Um, but like all the backstory with the Asteri and all that. And then just like the way that she was able to bring in the worlds that way. That makes a lot of sense. Like there's some conquering, you know, body that is trying to, you know, basically leach off of these worlds right, right? um that, that then it, it doesn't come out of the blue like it's still a crazy ending and you're right. like oh, what but then you're like okay well yeah that makes sense like no one's spoken this language in a long time and there were you know people who fought off the hysteria like that sort of thing so I thought that was very interesting I will say just because we're talking about the end of House of Sky and Breath that there was so much setup for them like being transported to hell you know, yeah. in, at different times throughout that book, like Hunt talking with the different princes and like Bryce talking with them that when she goes through the portal at the end and is like falling through, I just had this expectation that like, and I think that was the point, but have this expectation that like she would just land where she was meant to. And we would see these people that have been peppered throughout the book. And so when she lands and it's like a misty lawn, alongside a river and you're like wait a minute yeah you're like wait a minute the hell is and then you're like wait Wait. a second and then then she's describing Azriel with leather wings and I was like that's my that was my first hit where I was like no and then it was like (laughs) scarred hands yeah and then and then like so I admittedly read I reread that bit twice because I read it once and was like wait no like even with the last line where it's like hi whatever it's like hi Bryce my name is Resand and you're like no <laughs> Go, come on like what and so I read it again and I was like wait <laughs> I know we have yeah. I read it again and like she describes Nessa I'm like is that 
I'm like, that's gotta be Nessa and Cassie. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then that's clearly Amarin. Like, I was gonna say, the Amarin <laughs> is what got me the first time. Like, she was like, she knew that language or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. wait. Minute. Short person minute. with like sharp features, and I was like, oh my. And then someone, then a female comes in covered in paint. I'm like, well, yeah, yep. <laughs> and I don't like the way she did that for whatever. Like, all of the signs were there. The fact that it took, like, that it took so many of these very obvious <laughs> clues, like rereading it, that you're like, wait, wait, no, like, no, yeah. we're not going. You don't here. expect that though. Like, you mm-hmm. know that they were like in the same leveling astral plane or whatever but you don't expect them to actually like cross over in such like a a manner of her dropping it on their front lawn right in such a blunt way you know like we've seen glimpses and so to have something that's like they're sitting there she's in the townhouse they're having a conversation or not the townhouse they're in the estate and she's like not there yeah yeah right it was absolutely wild I think it was great that um she wrote it from Bryce's perspective because I feel like it lengthened like the time where I actually was like oh these people because like (laughs) he doesn't know these people right right and you're like wait a second she's describing them and I know some of these characteristics and now I get it (laughs) and you're like please just help her like she left to ruin and hunt just please like please assist and then you're like oh snap (laughs) and they are not in a good place right now you're not in a good place Oh man. Oh man. I, so, okay. So before we go into uh, their crazy theories, I do want to ask if you have a favorite character from these books. I don't know. That's such a, that's so hard. It is. It is hard. I, I feel like Emma probably even knows who mine is is because I talk about him all the time, but I love Lucien, Lucien, however you pronounce his name in your head so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And I just think that I love characters that you can't actually tell if they're good or bad for like multiple, sometimes multiple books. So I would say right. he's one of my favorite characters. I just think, I just feel so bad for him, but also I don't feel bad for him. And I'm just like, I need to know everything about you. Um, mm-hmm. And so I also feel a little bit like Rune is one of my favorite characters because of that too. Cause in the first book you were like, well, like, what's your, like, end game here? Like, what are you really about, I think? Um, so I like that, which is why I think I'm going to like Eris a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I realize that's three characters, and that was not your question. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's okay. my I answer. Like I have the same. I'm like, well, I like this person because of that, but then I like this person because of that. Yeah. I'm like, eh, favorite one from each series. You like a favorite favorite main from each series a favorite sub <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> no so yeah for simplicity it was just favorite but if you have multiple that's yeah. all right yeah I would say Lucian if I had to pick one mm-hmm. I think if we're gonna go to court and thorns and roses once I love Asriel yeah like he's so like subtly like I don't want to say shady but like like when he's teaching <laughs> Pharaoh how to fly Mm-hmm. And she goes into a tree and he's just like sitting there like sharpening his sword like it's no big deal. And she's like, the tree came out of nowhere. He's like, well, judging by the size, it's been there about 200 years. Like, like his humor is just so dry and he's just so like, well, the, the thing you did wrong was you fell. So <laughs> yeah, um, he just takes like yeah that little bit of a dry tone. Yes. And I also really like uh, Lysandra from... Yeah. of glass because she went from a character that I hated so much that I absolutely love. Yeah. Nice. And I feel like that's another thing of like Sarah's just like, I couldn't stand her. I hated her. I wanted Aelin Selena to take her down. But then by the end of the series, I'm like, you guys are the best of friends and you have such a strong female, powerful relationship that I just absolutely love you so much. Awesome. I'm excited to read these now. She. I I'll think she them. does she does that well that like you don't really know a person mm-hmm. kind of a thing or like you, as you get to know them your perspective on them changes which I think is very true um my favorite character might be a bit of a shock like to this group <laughs> is it Tamlin <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you're like wait like we can't be friends oh, no, Tamlin. <laughs> no um my favorite character, I think, from the books is Manon. 
I don't know if I'm saying oh, that I right. Love her. I, think, I think it is Manon. Yeah. I think it's Manon. Um, I love her. And for me, she is primarily the reason that I kept reading Throne of Glass. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Selena Aylin. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the side characters in Throne of Glass really helped propel my interest in the story. Um, her being a big portion of that. Um, I also really like Lorcan. Oh my god, I love Lorcan from Throne of he's Glass. So grumpy, but he's so awesome with the lead that I. He's like so grouchy and mean, and like nobody gets through to him, you know, until the one that does, um, who changes his ways. And I just, but not fully, because I feel like right. the relationship between him and Aelin are never going to be. It's never going to be good. Right, there's always going to be that like little bit of history there. Right, but um. Yeah. So I think those are two of my favorite characters, which is funny because if you had me rank her series, Throne of Glass is probably my least favorite one, but it does have some of the best characters. I do. I agree. I would agree with that. I think the characters in that series are just multi-leveled. They have a lot of character development, like, like Manon goes through amazing character development. Yeah. Uh, and- like, oh my gosh. She, I can't. And for this, I will not spoil it just for Maria because I feel like it would be so rude. But oh, she, there's, um, yeah, there are just moments with her where, uh, man, I like was sobbing like a child. Yes. Uh, yes. I, feel, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, non-spoilery question for that. Do you picture a Braxis as toothless from How to Train Your Dragon? kind oh, of yeah I do, love tooth- <laughs> I do love toothless so that's it I don't know think that's what they're supposed to look like but probably just, not surely that's who I picture him as but yeah I definitely like that. that sense it's so good um I think I'm going to cancel any holds I have right now um when we get off of here on Libby and just check out the first burn of glass because now that we're talking about this I I, ha- I feel like I'm, I'm back back ready to read it like what's wild about that is i feel like if you look at the description for throne of like throne of glass she's an assassin in a competition and then if you look at the rest of the series like that is absolutely not no relation no relation (laughs) where you end up so there's so much that happens there that i um i do find that really impressive how that story evolved um over time and there are so many normal yeah. Like it exactly. doesn't seem like she started the series one way and halfway through right, she was right. like, I don't like where this is going. I'm going to go somewhere else. It just the way it flows, it's like you clearly had this planned out and how everything was going to happen. She knew this the whole time. I'm like, so the last question I have for you both before we hop into some theories is who would you pick to be your mate? I mean, I know that like you don't pick in the series, but uh, you know, for our purposes, who would you pick? Resand 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he's pretty hard to top. I mean, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, I would probably say Cassian. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, so we're all gonna pick the Bat Boys because I would say Azrael. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. We're not fighting over them. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Very judicious. Everyone oh <laughs> gets who they want. <laughs> I just like there's just something about them from that, uh, you know, that series. I think it's like. I love these tropes, but I think they're very much like the fictional men where like they'll scream. If you touch her, you die. Like yes. that, they're those kinds of characters. Um, and I feel like all three of them are like that for sure. Like come near my woman mm-hmm. and what like, you're done for. Although I, I think Rowan and Hunt are probably like that as well. But I just I feel know. like there's a lot of that energy in A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yeah. I was looking back at my reviews when I first read *The Court of Thrones and Roses*. I actually wrote, "Eric and Halfdan, I will take Resand." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I loved him from the beginning." <laughs> so I was like, "I knew on some level. I clearly knew." Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. You, you, yeah, you had an inkling, which I admittedly did not really pick up on. Yeah, I did not but- expect her to end with him. Mm-hmm. Because I, yeah, I thought it was going to be Tamlin, but on some level, I was like, yeah, no, Resand's the one. Like, all right. So I have a few theories from fellow um, fans at Overdrive that I would love to get your thoughts on. I'm always down. There's one 
theory that I know is talked about a lot. And it's just that the first love interest in a Sarah J. Moss series will not be <laughs> the true love. <laughs> and I think that that we have proof that that's not true with House of Earth and Blood and House of Sky and Breath with Hunt. Maybe. I, w- I would argue mm-hmm. Connor was her first love. Yeah, okay. you're right. So you're right. You're right. I'm like, you're right. Okay, so he wasn't in it he, he wasn't, wasn't in the right he wasn't, right. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. like a tamlin level right yeah. um and then we have oh gosh i can't he's so sad we have sam oh uh it's too soon emma i know or like but she has kind of several love interests i think that's one of the reasons why i also like that series is because it's not like other like fantasy or like I guess Throw Glasses YA, YA series where it's like the first individual that we come across, yeah. that's it. That's the end game. Yeah. Yeah. And which is true to life. Like a lot of people don't marry the first, you know, <laughs> right. partner that they are with. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's true. I feel like there were quite a few. Cause in Throne of Glass, there's like Sam, Dorian. Kale. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce his name. I thought it was Kale. Is it Kale? Kale? Chuck. It's it's spelled C H A O L. Give me a break with that pronunciation. Um, yeah, because that it almost looks like the old form of Dale, like all K A Y dash A L L. Oh, oh okay, that's good because then it sounds less like the vegetable, like food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Rowan. So I feel like mixed about that theory but I would say it's it's true that maybe it's not the first one Mm -hmm. but in some cases it's not always the second either that's yeah exactly consider Isaac in the village for Feyre granted they weren't in love right there was a relationship there it doesn't seem like it's actually a hard and fast rule it seems like you could probably make a case that the first love interest but I don't think it's like always gonna happen. it's it's always gonna happen right no matter what because she was worried about hunt though i was still very worried i know i was I very w- worried until we got some confirmation in the second book that yeah. he was yeah. around <laughs> i felt better when he was also the one on the cover i'm like well they're not gonna put him on the cover if he's not like who got a poster behind me of his face yes i agree <laughs> um what was the uh, some one really funny theory that somebody posed was just that kale cow I see I'm already mispronouncing it is the worst <laughs> that was their theory end of theory end of theory <laughs> um so another theory that somebody presented oh another person Andrea it was you which I want to talk about because I love this theory. <laughs> Looking at my notes, is that um, a court of thorns and roses is like a Beauty and the Beast retelling, and for a lot of people, Tamlin is the Beast in that retelling. But I like your your theory that it's Reese, and that Tamlin is the Gaston type character. Uh, because that framed it for me in a whole different, yeah, well, a because whole different you, way. Yeah, you think about it and. Reese is really presented as the villain. Mm-hmm. Like he's yep. from the night court. He's evil. They're, you know, not great up there. They're all, you know, for themselves and everything. And then you find out that it's so bad. Yeah. But and Tamlin that, just continues to suck. Right. But then there's, there's sort of the whole, like, you know, Tamlin can tr- like shift into his like beast with horns thing that mm-hmm. I think parallels, you know, the original fairy tale. But I agree that he definitely has Gaston vibes. <laughs> like Gaston he vibes. should be, you know, he should be, he's like marriageable bachelor, right. like whatever, but he's actually quite, I don't know what the right word is. He's actually quite ugly inside. Right. Yeah. And I think he has a lot of work to do to redeem himself. And I think he, I think he will. I hope he will. I hope he will too, because I always think of the scene where like they brought Reese back and he was like, be happy, Pharaoh. And I was like, I don't know if you need a full redemption arc, but you need something. You need something. exactly like it doesn't need to be like a whole like right. Oh, I love him again, but like redemptive, yeah. And I feel like she's hinted at it enough 
that I hope it happens. I think it would be realistic if it and did like, happen. Part of me wants to like hate him, but part of me is also like, he went through a lot too. Yeah. He that did. they just maybe were not right for each other and right. neither of them yeah. treated each other super well in that circumstance. Yeah. I feel like Tamlin just needs a lot of therapy. Yes. That is, like, that, don't yes. get it. That's like, that's where I feel like he's at right now. Yeah. And he needs, yeah. He needs he just, to work through his issues yes, for sure. Yes. I feel like there's, I feel like there's something in there. Um, but yeah, I don't need like a whole book of his redemption, but I think no. knowing that he's not, even if it's a paragraph, I yeah, would like, love, <laughs> I would love for his, now this is, I don't know if this is a theory or just my wishes because I want Lucien to get his own book, but I could see his redempt. I could see Tamlin's redemptive arc being a part of that book. I could see that. Yeah. So but. because that's related, I'm going to toss out the theory that Tamlin and Elaine are mates. Thoughts, oh. love, hate. Spring I'll, flowers. I could spring, see like that. Her garden, yeah. spring. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just don't think it's, I, Elaine, I don't think it's going to be Lucian. No, or as real. I don't think it's going to be. Either. No, I don't think it's going to be as real either. So where, like, yeah, there's sort of that question of where where are some of those loose ends going to end up in the Court yeah. of Thorns and Roses world? And Elaine is kind of one of them that right. I don't know if anyone really knows where that's going to go. Not really. I mean, I feel like she's hinting so hard at Asriel that there's no way, personally. Right. Like, yeah. So like, I, don't there, know. I think it's so hard. There are so many hints where there's like, is it going to be as, is his mate going to be Gwen? Where is Elaine going to end up though? Because there's like the symmetry of the three sisters and like the three brothers. Could we just throw Tamlin in there? Cause he's also a loose end, but they've thrown in that issue of like, oh, Lucian and her are mates, but that's not always the case where mates end up together. Right. Although are there cases of people in her books who are mates and actively choose not to be together? Uh, Lucian's parents. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, isn't it? <laughs> Lucian's parents? Are they yeah. technically mates? Or they just like each other a lot. No, because I thought, well, I mean, well, I don't know. Is, is it Healy? Cause, cause isn't Helian his real dad? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. W- was are Helian and, and Lucian's mom actually mates? I don't know if it's ever remember, actually addressed, but I wonder if maybe that's right. why. Yeah. And I, cause I don't think his parents are mates. No, no. And no, I think that was just like good bloodlines. Yeah. Um, but then the way they address mates in Crescent city where it's like, it took them like a while to get there, I guess, like, Mm -hmm. and have that, have that be the thing in the tradition, the traditional sense. Um, I wonder if that leaves some room because it feels like in a quarter of thorns and roses, like they're mates and it like snaps into place and it's like a big hole. Right. And I guess. With Reese and Feyre, he was prepared to let her go mm-hmm. and marry Tamla if that's what she wanted. Yeah. Until true. she was walking down the aisle and went, Dear God, somebody help me. He's like, like, Okay, I'll just pop in at this right exact right. moment. This <laughs> is the perfect time for me to call him that bargain. But so, yeah, I guess yeah. you don't have, because he never went, Guess what? We're mates. I'm taking her back with me. That's true. Because yeah. it so- snapped for him, but not for her. I wonder I if there's going to be some cross mate stuff going on with Crescent City characters would be a wild theory but that I would think be wild. possible I think it's, I think it's possible so that could that could tie, tie up in the lane and in a different way I'm now I'm just spiraling. I mean Sorry, well, at I'll- this point like the possibilities could be endless. You're going deep. well right <laughs> I uh, so another theory Again, there are a lot of theories just that everything's related. And so it's putting things into new light. So like the angels in Crescent City are related to the Seraphim from Akatar. We have mm-hmm. crossover where like there are characters in Throne of Glass who we've seen like mytho- mythological references to in other places. Again, that that notion that Truth Teller and um, the Star Sword are connected and then even like the, the um, swords. And why can I not think of the words? In A Court of Silver Flames, 
the troves. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is that, yeah. that the right word? Like the troves, the crown, like all of those pieces, like all of those, those things are connected throughout all of her worlds. Yeah. It seems like I just, I feel like this house of sky and breath really opened everything up to just like, okay, everything's all of it is right. Like all. <laughs> my theories aren't fully proven, but they could be. They could be, no, yeah, it could be because everything of- is all connected or it, it right. could come from somewhere else. Like Amrin and Fury are related, similar, somehow connected, which we still don't quite know how yet. And I I feel like Sirius is somehow going to be like how they said they like the eight Sirius or Sirius was eaten or something. But I feel like that's somehow going to get connected of like what really happened to Sirius. Yeah. And that like, um, what was the other one? that now I've completely lost my train of thought because I, my mind is like spiraling out of control. Um, Easy to do. <laughs> there's so much stuff here, here that the Volg from throne of glass are related somehow to the Asteri uh, from house. Oh, of I can see that earth and blood mm-hmm. or that there's some, you know, there's some larger thing out there with these different I mean, species. Yeah. The Asteri said they were bopping all over the place from world to world and planet to planet sucking life that I'm like, you know, and the, the Volg princes and all of that stuff from throne of glass sounds grim that, yeah, there could be, there could be things <laughs> elsewhere out there that are related. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask this group because I have my experts. Okay. Let's just talk. I have a note. It just says agent day was a twist. Oh, from House of Sky and Breath. I think I figured it out. Okay. I don't I, say. I wasn't 100%. But I wasn't like, this is, I can't even think of her name now. But like when they made reference to like her having me quiet and someone kept waking her up and rolling over, I was like, mm, that sounds a lot like what's her face. I so, thought it was, I thought it was going to be Celestina. Like, I, I was like, oh, it totally is. Cause no, like, I'm mad at, I'm mad at her. <laughs> I I thought that was the case too, Maria. And it was funny when you, I was like, how far into this book are you? And you were like, oh, I, I think blah, blah, blah. And I, I had to not react to anything you said, because <laughs> if I said like, yeah, I agree. I felt like that was confirming right, like, right. yeah, it's them. Or if I was like, mm, then that was telling you that right. that wasn't the case. <laughs> so anytime you were telling me updates about reading this book, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh my God. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then he text me and I was like, okay, that's okay. I, I'm going to say nothing to you. About yeah, you're this, like, but... that is a statement and I'm not going to react like, either way. Here's my thumbs up um, emoji. Yeah. And then I, but then I like, I remember I texted you when, you know, they, they found her in the closet with um, mm-hmm. the witch queen, Hypaxia? Hypaxia? Yeah. 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 Um, and I was like, well, all right, well, there goes that. I thought I was clever. And then like about a chapter before it was revealed that it was the hind, I was like, maybe it's the hind. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, oh shit. So I'm like, oops. I don't know if I've ever sworn on here. I have talked about sex a lot though from the romance one. We so. did talk about, yeah, yeah during the romance one. So, so, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, I was like, oh my God. I So I, that was a, that was a cool twist. I, I, I like that a lot, but I obviously am like very stressed about how all that was left. So yes, yes, yeah. So my thought when I was reading this was the same as yours. I thought it was Celestinia. See, watch, I can't pronounce any of these names, Uh, but yes. And then when it was revealed otherwise, and you're like, well, who is it now? Then it did kind of leave all of the, you know, people with H names. I was like, well, there's got to be more to them than meets the eye because we have Baxian who, you know, turn of events and like, right. all these things. and so um, to have it be the hind, you're like, okay, there's more to this group of, but seriously, like the hind, the harpy, the like hunt, the so many there were so many names. You're like, what? I, I did like, well, it's to- also similar. Yeah, especially yeah. with the hind and the harpy, I had to remember like, okay, the hind is is this one, the harpy is that one. Like, I would have yeah. to just, like stop and think about uh, which was which. 
well, right. And then like, oh, but that's their nickname, but their actual name is this. And you're like, and so then not related at all. Yeah. Right. So sometimes they're referred to as the hind and other times they're referred to as their actual name, which I'm completely blank on at the moment. And you're like, wait, okay. Yeah. Putting, like I need to chart putting this all together. I do actually wish there was a better map in the Crescent city books because it's just of Crescent city. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah where's, right. where's, the re- where's everything else? Where's everything else that we talk about? Where's it's that other just, territory? Like, right. Yeah. It's literally just the circle. <laughs> so I want more. I want a better map. Maybe in out. Crescent city three, we can zoom Not out. Yeah. I'll zoom out for sure. We can zoom out a couple of things. Somebody else proposed. Well, actually we're quite torn. We have people that are really into Rowan and people that really don't like him, myself included. I don't I, know why he's, is he like, I liked Rowan button? more on my reread. Okay. So, so maybe he's more appealing the second time. Maybe. <laughs> like I didn't hate him the first time I read it, but the second time I read it, I'm like, okay. Okay. I will say, um, I think this is maybe not a popular opinion that the third book of Throne of Glass, Air of Fire. Queen of Shadows is four. Um, Air of Fire, book three of Throne of Glass was my least favorite of all time. I can agree with that. I it, like how it ended. Yes. I, I do think everything in the middle, you're like, it does feel like that book where it's like nothing truly happens, but it's building to things that are going to happen. Yes. I felt like, I feel bad saying this because I love Sarah J. Moss. She's a queen and can do no wrong, except I felt like this was so slow. This was so slow. And it does, there, like a lot happens that sets things up. You meet these like really important characters, all these things, but it was so slow that it took me so long to get into it. Remember you like being like, oh my God, I'm still on this book. I don't know. <laughs> no, so, and then once you finished it and like went on, it was like, okay, but I so, do remember that. If we look at my timeline on Goodreads, I started Throne of Glass in like June. And I read the first, I read the prequel, Throne of Glass, and then Crown of Midnight, like in a couple of weeks. That was all like pretty good whatever and then we get to air of fire i started it in july <laughs> i didn't finish it till october oh man october that long october i came i like read long. other things in between <laughs> and then i came back and i finally finished it and then once i finished air of fire i quickly read queen of shadows empire of storms tower of dawn and kingdom of ash in like 4 weeks yeah so it was like this yeah. mental block I had to get over to finish Air of Fire. It was like a three-month hiatus. <laughs> but it's like all information that you need to, I know. to read the next, what, one, two, three, Not three books. But yeah. so I would be curious because I see people that read Air of Fire that love it and fly through because it is crucial. Like she meets Rowan. She learns a bunch of things uh, that just love it. And so I would be things curious. Things happen on the other continent. <laughs> Exactly. If there are people that loved it or that, you know, that felt similarly to me, or it was a little bit slow, I will say, yeah, it just wasn't my favorite. And then everything else just really picked up for me for the rest of the series. Um, but that one, I, I don't know what it was. Didn't, didn't hit it. No, I will. I will <laughs> agree with you though. The, oh, are you done? I, I, I didn't want to interrupt your theories. I was just going to ask, um, about the timelines for the next book. Cause I can't remember what they are. So she Doesn't said speak. in her author talk for house of sky and breath that the next book is for sure Crescent city three. And that it would probably be out like 18 months after this most recent book, give or take. Well, it's like, so like next 23, like late yeah, like summer 23 next fall maybe oh, assuming i've also that... heard it's gonna be her longest yes longer than whoo man all right but like kingdom of ash is a thousand pages oh is it really yeah why did long. i think it was not long. as long yeah it's a beast it's like nine 
900 right. or like 1,000 pages. No, and I think it's the Bible pages where they're like really thin and like, I'm afraid to like turn oh. the page too fast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And you know what's wild though? So we were talking to our one of our colleagues, Abby, and she was like, oh, I didn't really like whatever. I don't know if I'm going to, well, I think it was Crescent City. She's like, oh, I didn't really like that series. And I was like trying to gently encourage her to keep reading it. Without, without telling her why. Telling her why. <laughs> You're like, please read book. At least give book two a chance and then and see. I, how right, you- and I was like, I can't really like talk about like, the, they're all going to be related. And so like, yeah. if you really like A Court of Thorns and Roses, you should definitely read this because the setup for Crescent City 3, where they're definitely going to have some type of overlap, right. you're going to need to like, but so it's really hard to tell people like, no, you shouldn't really keep reading <laughs> without, <laughs> uh, without completely giving away the crazy ending to House of yeah. Sky and Breath. That is tricky. Yeah. So for those, yeah, I just like, I think it's really funny. I just like when everyone has read all of it so I can talk about it without being like, so that thing. Yeah, I think I sent books. you a, a Slack message the day, I, the night I finished it. Like I was like, tell me you finished. And you're like, not yet. And you I'm like, did. Oh <laughs> no. And I felt so bad. And, th- but you were the first person I messaged after I had finished it. I was like, Andrea, Aww. oh my gosh. Because I, I finished it at like one in the morning, which is horrible. Cause nobody's awake. Like <laughs> my husband was asleep and I can't like call a friend or text anyone. Right. So I finished it scary. at one in the morning and I just was like, I remember just I had to freak out in silence because also I couldn't like make noise. We would have woken everybody up. Uh, but so you were the first person I messaged when it was like daylight hours. It was like appropriate hours. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Um, but yeah, we have to wait until fall of 2023, I guess, for the next one. Although we might have the Hulu adaptation at some point in Is that the meantime. Nothing other than there are people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's like a any sort of like even I know timeline release date or yeah. And she, to be fair, she like went and had a whole baby while doing all this stuff for the book. So she's allowed to have her maternity leave, but I would love updates from her as soon as that leave is over. <laughs> well, we should just talk to Josh because he spoils everything anyway. Yes. Oh my god, I know that was. He's, he's been, they've both been alarmingly quiet on social media. And I assume that's part of their parental leave, but yeah. Um, I feel like she's pretty quiet on social media anyway. Yeah. Unless she has something coming out. Right. Like the special edition paperback of a court of silver flames. If you guys saw that. I didn't have everything in cover. I'd probably buy that, but so special edition <laughs> yeah barnes and noble paperback that's um, how barnes and noble always gets me to like special edition extra chapter two oh, extra s- weeks of shipping though and i'm like I know. okay okay all right all of these special editions are killing me especially because they're ones that like you don't get the extra chapters in digital or you don't right. get the extra chapters in the regular edition, you have to track down the special one. Um, like whose extra chapter do you want? Or do you want to spend twice as much money to buy both editions? Right. right. As I look at you. <laughs> as uh, I point to the shelf behind me, uh, which has five, five copies of House of Sky and Breath um, because of the way that they did the special editions. Is that how many? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have the event edition, the Books a Million edition, the Barnes and Noble edition, the Target edition, and then there's an extra Target edition that was an, a mistake. Yes. So it well, was like it was damaged, and um, they let me keep it and sent me a new one. So the damaged one is my reading copy. <laughs> well, it's a good thing it's your favorite book then. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, all right. So any last Sarah J. Moss thoughts before we close today's episode? On all I do, things. and I do have one extra theory I came across. This is not my theory, but I love it so much because we don't know Reese's last name. No. And right. in the bonus chapter of Silver Flames, Pharaoh makes a joke about it. He's like, don't say it. And the theory is that his last name is Darling. 
Because every time he would call her Feyre Darling, he Mm -hmm. was like calling her by his last name. So the theory is, that's just a fun little theory that that's his last name. (laughs) I love that though. I I do too. That's great. I know. It's one of my favorites. It sounds like something he would do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he would be, he would call her that knowing full well that that's where he hoped it would end up someday. Right. I love that. And it's like tongue in cheek. And I do hope we find out what his last name is for real. But until then, it's going to be darling. Until then, it's going to be a mystery. Although, so yes, we need, like, we actually need her to do quite a lot of work in the next couple of years because we have Crescent City 3. We need the next Akatar because I think fans will riot until we know what's happening with Asriel. For some reason, like the fandom. I say that in quotes because there are people like the people that ship Asriel and somebody seem to get like very upset about do. It's like somebody a- thinking the opposite. Yeah. I feel like the Asriel shivers in general, just like very hardcore. Yeah. So I, like, I, when they land on both sides, they are like, there's no way. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess no. we're in between. So I'm not like, how dare you say he's going to end up with a land. Right. Blind, yeah. Right? I guess not really. <laughs> no. I guess I'm not as invested with his, I, I mean, I want to, Hear his story, but I'm not invested in one specific outcome. I just want yeah. Asriel to be happy. Yes, exactly. exactly. And if I he's happy her. with Emma, then that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the goal. But I tr- I trust her to have him turn like end up with who he's supposed to Absolutely. end up with. I agree. Absolutely. I yeah. have like my preferences, but I don't I don't carry their way. But it feels like there's a lot of intensity around Az. I'm not gonna ride if she, he doesn't end up with who I want him to end up with. Yeah. I'll be fine. Exactly. Because I bet you it's going to be better than we would have thought it would be anyways. Yes. Exhibit, exhibit House of Sky and Breath (laughs) um, and all the other other series. Thank you both so much for coming on to talk to me about this for however long we've been talking about it. It's really fun that this is work. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This was so fun. Thank you. And I I don't think, Andrea, I don't think I've been on the podcast with you. So No, we haven't been on together. Yeah. So Um, this has been a fun combination and we're going to have to have a part two when we have more things to talk about when she has more books or when we get Hulu news or something. We get a calendar invite for like November, 2023. Yeah. To make sure we all read it immediately. (laughs) Give us something to look forward to. Yes. And I can, I can tell you all about my experience reading Throne of Glass after reading everything else that she's written. Yes. But I did did just check it out. Yay. We're going to want thoughts. Yes, yeah, we read. I do think we might get some Throne of Glass news though, because it will be the 10 year anniversary this August. Oh, oh. So I didn't realize that. So you're right. Yeah, 2012. Who knows? Maybe we'll have something else to talk about later this year. We'll see. I won't hate it. I'm, yeah. I'd be down for it. <laughs> Any excuse. Thank you yeah. both so much yes. for coming on today. Thank you. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen Podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer, Jill Grunewald, and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.